This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. We are so proud to have John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group as our show sponsor. And did you know Dillon Law is one of the attorneys on the Miller versus uh, Bonta? Is that Bonta? It's Bonta. Bonta. I did it right. Nice job. I know. Hey, and if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. And if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know about that your guns are California compliant, you can call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150 or visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. And oh, don't forget to tune in to the YouTube live stream at youtube.com slash gunownersradio. I think I, I seriously think I send I send people to John weekly. Mm, weekly, yeah. I get a call or an email. Yeah. Someone needs an attorney, and I send them to John. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Because of these goofy gun laws. In California, I don't know if you heard. They are goofy. I don't know if you heard. We have some goofy gun laws you in think? California. I think I heard about one or two. Yeah. How's it going, Dave? I am doing superb. How about you, buddy? Fantastic. Joe? Couldn't be better. Living the dream. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have a very special guest in the studio today. Yeah, who you got? Sarah Stevens who's running for governor, speaking of goofy gun laws. <laughs> She's running for governor of our state with goofy gun laws. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Thank you for being here. So we're going to interview Sarah, and we're going to talk all about uh, your campaign and, and how you're going to make the world a better place uh, in the next couple segments, and I appreciate you so much uh, coming into the studio. I'm just going to start with please win. <laughs> That's you all. I, I'm just telling you right now, please win. I don't think I can take it this guy any much longer. He's driving me absolutely crazy. I want you to know we are working so hard to save the state. Well, that's and we're going all in. Seriously, we have to. I mean, we have to. I thought Brown was bad. <laughs> Could be worse. We could have Cuomo. Oh, now you ruined <laughs> my day. I was doing really good until you did that. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Who just who just called it for? It's a state of emergency, and in, in it's a Second Amendment state of or a gun yeah. violence state of emergency. No, no, no. He just figured out how to get more money. That's all he did. That's, well, it's, it's just a money thing. That's because his um, his COVID state of emergency ran out, so he's yeah. got to renew his powers. He's got another state of emergency now. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, I remember you know a couple of years ago when they said, "Hey, we're going to do this big huge power grab on all these COVID uh, uh, laws," and everyone said, "Well, gee, if you do that, they'll start using it for this. We'll start using it for that. Sure. Start using yeah. it for guns." Nah, they would never do that never do that you guys are crazy yeah, yeah here right. we are here we are mm. <laughs> a year year and a half later at least he uh, fessed up though he said covid's been very very good to him yeah and he talked about his five million dollar book deal yep. and stuff so uh for so being, he did okay yeah. with covid did he say that he yes did. yeah he did i heard it too Jeez. and he's he's he says he's going to be the first state to eradicate uh, gun violence oh good luck with that he's just going to leave the criminals alone because he doesn't want to get shot so what about so all the other violence is going to be okay? Yeah, well, Just that's perfectly okay. as long as it, and the homeless people are morally superior. If you get 
If you get attacked and murdered with another weapon, that's it's okay. Morally superior than being able to defend Bow and arrows are okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. Crazy. Wow. All right. Anywho. So my air conditioner's out, Dave. In your car? No, in my house for a week. I got a guy. Have you already got it fixed? The, no. <laughs> have you got <laughs> those, a guy? Those don't know. I live in this uh, in the uh, the Arctic frigid tundra of Santee. <laughs> Why didn't you call me? I got I got people. We got we. I have somebody, but it's just it's complicated. It, it always know, is. It's either on or off. No. You know, I dream about my AC not working. What do you mean? I dream I'm going to wake up and it's not working. Oh. And like I don't a, think I can handle it. Like a nightmare. That. It's too hot around here. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Well, you were trying to lose a little weight, so there you go. Yeah, it's working. Sauna. <laughs> you got a sauna. Oh, well. All right. So what else you got planned for today? We have all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, we're going to talk to Wendy Hoffman, who is the newly promoted uh, CEO of San Diego County Gun Owners, and uh, talk about uh, uh, her and, and her history and, and how she's helped the organization grow yeah. and course what we have uh in store for the future and not just in san diego but across the state yeah uh, and by the way happy birthday to desi desi's birthday happy birthday to her we had i was just talking to her yesterday we had a really amazing not me sd shooting social yesterday at the gun range san diego a couple of ladies shot a gun for the first time yeah, and went I right seen over that online that's cool it was very cool they went right over and purchased one boom no kidding. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Desi bought a new car, by the way. She order. did. Yeah. She got a new car. She got rid of her Mustang. And she. What did she buy? A she Mazda. A Mazda CX-5 Blue. Wow. How do I know? Because you, you're the hookup. I hooked her up. You're the middleman. She's all excited. So now I got to help her take the Ford back to the dealer. I, but I heard Ford stepped up. Yeah. So which is really cool. I'm not going to go into details, but I heard they they did a they did good buyers. They so. had to. Good. Good for them. Yeah. They had to. But even better, she's got that cool Mazda. Yeah. I'm the car guy, by the way, in case you're wondering. We talk about all kinds of things, not just guns yeah, and politicians. Right, exactly. So I can't wait to dig into her story because there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of people running for governor. I mean, it's not an empty, yeah, there's there's a lot of people. but She knows that. I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you've read a paper. (laughs) I think that there's more people running for governor now than ever, or am I off base well when gray davis was recalled i believe there was about 135 people running so we will know by the end of this week how many people we officially have everyone has to turn in their paperwork by friday that's not necessarily a bad thing though if you have uh, a lot of people running because that means you know for a plurality you don't need that many we had uh we there was a buddy of mine ran uh years ago when gray davis got recalled and uh there's actually a wikipedia page that was all about the election and they list every single person that ran, and my buddy is all the way at the bottom list. He got two votes. <laughs> I'm assuming that's him and his wife. <laughs> oh, that's something else. Well, wow. so, but yeah, we're, it's uh, it's going to be it's it's all been super interesting, the whole way it's all uh, uh, transpired, and uh, and now his behavior, uh, Newsom's behavior after the recall is, is kind of interesting too well there was a political uh, advisor on kusi this morning who i've known for years who's that john dadian yeah. yeah did you watch the segment i didn't watch the segment but i know who he is so he gets at the very end and he says you do know or no, he told me anyway off air off tv that you know that he's definitely not going to get recalled mm. and then he's going to shut the state down shut it down for what angry because of what yeah. because we tried to recall him but over uh, the Delta 
the Delta. The Delta variant. If that doesn't yeah, work, I'm variant. sure he's there's gonna, an Echo or a Golf. Or there will always he's gonna be find some way. Yeah, he's going to use that, and he is going to shut the state down. In other words, we'll, I'll fix you guys. But I, I don't know how awesome. he thinks he's going to win. I mean, I haven't talked to anybody that says, oh, no, he's good. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> honestly, though, I, I think that a lot of us are in a bubble. You'd be surprised. You know, you got to talk to people outside of your, you know, uh, I, I, I know a lot of people. The, the Democratic Party in, in San Diego is thrilled with him, and they can't wait to defend his honor and make sure he really? stays in office. Yeah, they, they just think he's the cat's meat. Really? I've seen this, too. So this last week we were gathering signatures for me running for governor, and we had teams out. Yeah, you got to do a little bit closer. And we had teams out in Los Angeles, and we had a team out in Riverside County. And my L.A. team said, Sarah, we're so discouraged right now. And I'm like, Why? They're like, it's really hard for us. So many people in the specific city that they were in, which is very liberal, they said almost everyone said they love Newsom. Wow. So I was in shock. But if you go to the more conservative areas, people want him recalled oh. yesterday. Well, he has really great hair. So maybe that's... <laughs> well, the other well, the other good thing about that, too, is didn't over 500,000 Democrats sign that recall petition? Yes. So that's a good sign. It's a really good sign. And especially... And I think I had mentioned this to Michael before that when they were collecting the recall signatures this whole last year, what are the two most liberal areas? Los Angeles and, you know, San Francisco area. So in the L.A. County. San Francisco, 50, really? Yeah. 50, how, many they, how many did they get in L.A.? 53% of the recall signatures came from the Democratic Party. So people across the board are sick and tired. So of he's going to cheat. Oh, he's definitely going to cheat, but... Or he's going to try. We'll see. But that's why there's the Election Integrity Project. Well, he is a cheater. We know in. that for a fact. Excellent. Girl after my own heart. <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. So Sarah Stevens is in studio and thinks she's the right person to replace Newsom. We'll find out why. But first, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Gun owners should have covered coverage for the legal battles after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7. 365 days a year with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off and neither does our coverage. Guess what, Gun Owners Radio listeners? You can get a free t-shirt when you join. Just use promo code GunOwnersRadio at uslawshield.com. All right, right, Michael. Yeah, so we're talking with Sarah Stevens. Now, your website, let's start here. Your website is Make California Gold again. Tell us about that. What is? Why did you pick that URL? Awesome. Yes, when my husband and I made the decision yep. for me to run for governor, sure. right? It's always a joint effort. <laughs> so when we decided to run, we were praying about what we should have our focus be. And I just had this dream. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I saw all these women wearing gold dresses. And my husband's like, I just keep hearing make California gold again. And I'm like, wow. So we really believe with all of our heart that not only... Are we the golden state? But there's something very special about California, that we are a state. What are we founded on originally? 
why did everyone want to come here? Mm -hmm. Because of the gold rush. Right. So we have so much beauty here. We have the beaches. We have the mountains. We have the farmland. But more than anything, what do we have? We have amazing people. And so just like in the gold rush when everyone had to dig, dig, dig for the gold, for us right now, we have to dig for our freedom. It's not going to just come to us in an Amazon box on our doorstep. (laughs) We have to go all out. We have to do whatever it takes to fight for our freedom. So Hmm. we're going to make California gold. So is this this the first time you've – tell us your political history. Have you run for office before or – No. So I am a wife. I'm a mother to five beautiful children. I am a nonprofit founder. I founded multiple nonprofits during my life. What kind of non, non, nonprofits? Yes. So my very first one was at 21 years old. I had a Christian, so a faith-based concert and extreme sports tour. And my very first event at 21 had over 7,500 people. It, wait a minute. It was a Christian concert and extreme sports event? Yes. So wow. That's like Ozzy and, and what's the sport? And, uh, yes. Ozzy, so, who's the... Who's the uh, the skateboarder, who's oh, that guy? Uh, oh, uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. There you go. Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Hawk, that kind of stuff. Yes. Probably, the, probably on the opposite end of the spectrum of Ozzy Osbourne. Though. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so what kind of extreme sports was it? So, um, Mike's interested. Yeah. Great. It was skate, BMX, and scooter demos, and yeah. then freestyle motocross shows. Okay. Well, that, that explains the religious part. You want to be praying if you're gonna yeah. doing that kind of stuff. I get it. All right. So you you run some not for profits, which is awesome. Yes. And what, tell us a little bit more about your, your, your professional background. Yeah. So my professional background is basically, I'm not only am I a founder of all these things, mm-hmm. but long story short, I'm an educator also. I'm a homeschool mom. So I've been trained by some of the most incredible reading specialists in the nation, actually here in San Diego. So I have helped so many different children learn how to read. Mm. Uh, one of them particularly is my son. They diagnosed him at five years old and said he'd never read, write, or do anything. Mom. And then that's when I started getting trained. And I have been able to help so many kids that they said were never going to be able to read. So that's one of my expertise, my specialties. I have an English degree from San Diego State. So when this you know, situation happened to me, all of a sudden it's like, you know, that was another aspect of my calling Mom. to help youth. That's cool. So what, no, how did you develop an interest in, in politics? So to be completely honest, I never really liked politics. <laughs> I thought a lot of people were bought out, sold out, didn't really represent us, the we the people. Uh, that would be so you true, mean you're, you're true. normal. <laughs> yeah, that would be true, true, and true. And so what happened is um, the last five, the so, last five. So right there where you are, that's where you want to be on mic. I don't want to miss a word of what you're saying. So don't 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 look around too much. Okay. Right there on the mic. Okay, awesome. There you go. So the last. Between five to seven years, what my husband and I have done is we've had a church, so we've been ministering to people, helping people, and then I've been doing these huge events, concerts, extreme sports shows, honoring veterans, military, and first responders. And so when they shut everything down in 2020, no long, they took our church from us. We were meeting in an elementary school, so now we couldn't do church. Then I couldn't do any of my events anymore because, remember, they closed down any special events. No one could do anything outside. Right. So the two things that, except protest, right? Yeah. Certain, right. certain protests, the, yeah. mostly peaceful protests, yeah. <laughs> burning down things. They could do that. Okay. And so when they did all of that, I said, well, what am I supposed to do with my life now? Right. And that's when all of a sudden a lot of my friends started coming up to me and they're small business owners. 
So all of the people that basically funded all of my events for years, they were my, you know, best friends, people that made my dreams happen. Now, all of a sudden, their dreams were completely and totally under attack. Mm-hmm. And they were getting from the County Board of Supervisors out in Riverside, cease and desist, fines, lawsuits. Some of my friends were even told that if they even stepped into their gym, they would be taken to jail. And so all of them said, Sarah, will you start fighting for me? And so that's that sounds when, like America, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> going to a, open your gym for business and being put in jail. Yeah, it's as bad as going to your church and being put in jail. Right? Yeah. So th- this was happening in Riverside. I thought the, the board and who was arresting people. So I'm going to tell you right now, this is not. This did not just happen in Riverside. This happened in San Diego County. This happened in every county. Now, I remember in San County. Diego, oh, yeah. but I thought every county. who was who, what law what what uh, law enforcement agency was was arresting people and giving out tickets. Who was it? Yeah, it wasn't the sheriff, was it? It or, was, yeah, the police officer. Bianco was doing that? Bianco, um, he was trying to not let certain things happen, but people were, sheriffs were getting sent to businesses. So to the, and I the, know this. So yeah. these are the $1,000 fines, right? $1,000 fines every day. Did anybody, what happened when they took those to court, those fines? Did they? So I have a friend, for example, he lost in court. He spent about, I don't know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, and he actually lost. So he was. He's, wait, wait, wait. He spent $40,000 fighting a $1,000 ticket? It wasn't a $1,000 ticket. They were fining him for every day he chose to stay open. Jeez. So when Gavin Newsom shut everything down, anyone that chose to keep their business open, they went after. So remember, everything got shut down, I believe it was like March 17th. Yeah. So we know some gym owners that had their businesses open for six months. This one gym owner that we became friends with, they had a $150,000 lawsuit on their record. Hmm. And so what we did was we started protesting, not by burning thing, things. Mm-hmm. but You didn't burn anything? No, we didn't burn anything. Is it really a protest, though, if you're not burning something? Right. <laughs> Can it so, really be considered so, peaceful so if you didn't burn anything, Sarah? we wanted to do the real peaceful protest, like the real ones. <laughs> so not lighting anything on fire. And what we did was we got hundreds and hundreds of people together at the County Board of Supervisors out in Riverside. So the first person that we fought for was a salon owner that Gavin Newsom specifically came after her, tried to shut her down, gave her all the cease and desist. The day we had the protest for her, they dropped absolutely everything. So she was really excited. And then as soon as we did that very first protest, all of these other business owners started coming up to us and asking, will you fight for us now? Mm -hmm. And so our next protest that we had after that was on behalf of all gym owners in Riverside County. And so some of these gyms owners had multiple locations, like three gyms, five gyms. One of my friends, to bring her entire gym set up, all three of them outside, it cost her over $150,000. And then they're having Gavin Newsom coming after them. So when we did that one, it was absolutely amazing. We brought all the gym owners. We brought all their personal trainers. We brought all the people that go to their gyms. And everyone's crying out saying this is completely unfair. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? (laughs) Everyone needs to be able to have their freedom, their life. And when they shut everything down, right, everyone was so fearful because of COVID. But when you shut gyms down specifically, gyms are an outlet for mental health also. So now when people are sick, they're locked up in their houses. Mm -hmm. People have no outlet. People are literally going crazy. So when I just saw this travesty happening, I said, Enough is enough. We have to fight back. This is not the America that I know. This is not the America that my husband spent 12 years fighting for our freedom, went to Iraq for. 
we need to do something and about your kids that. yeah and our kids your kids are the ones that are, are going to take the abuse i mean as they grow up if if this state is as messed up as it is you know you got to help them too and by the way thank you for your service sir just throw that out there yeah and so we just and, but i have to be totally transparent how incredible and just share the story of how amazing everything was because when we first started protesting at the county boards i feel like god was with us every step of the way mm. and why i believe that is because like i said the first person that we fought for was the salon owner and then guess what happens two weeks later it comes out on the news that nancy pelosi is found in a salon yeah i know so that was amazing it was perfect and then the next one we fought for was all the gym owners not even I think it was like within 24 to 48 hours after we did our huge massive protest on behalf of gyms, it comes out on the news that not one day during the COVID lockdown, shutdown, did they ever close one government gym in the state of California? Really? So the, the hypocrisy was getting exposed over and over again. Did you guys fight for the laundromats? And that's why I, the governor got <laughs> busted at the French laundry? Never mind. No, that's, yeah, <laughs> clever that is. Never mind. Disregard that. You know, so, you know, you can't go there just, anymore. Just <laughs> What do you mean? You're on their list. Oh wow. Yeah. You keep taking your laundry in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. I know. So after all of that, it's the only laundromat where you walk out I with, know. with stains rather than walk in quarters? with stains. Where do I put my quarters? <laughs> Will you hold my underwear? I, I'm looking for an empty machine. <laughs> Never find one. I know. Anyway, sorry. So we were talking about okay. So did you did you talk to some of the local elected officials, or you know, were, were, is anybody helpful? Where did you talk to anybody on the board? Did you talk to any mayors or anything? Oh, you mean when we were protesting? Yeah, when, and you, all of that? when you launched everything. Um, for me, running for governor. No, no, no. no, no, when, no, you, no. When, when you started protesting, but who would you know to okay, ask? So I have to. It is unbelievable. I'll, I'll tell you right now, it is unbelievable what is happening at the county board of supervisors across the state of California. I want to make everyone aware of the truth and the reality that Gavin Newsom is giving every single county board money to to go down and shut down businesses. No. And this came from the Board of Supervisors' mouth. I would have never thought of that. Would you have thought of that, Mike? Yes, actually. Yeah, I have. I, I already knew, actually. You but anyway. All right. Well, hey, the good cause statement. No, 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 no. That's not right. We're going to continue yeah, talking right to Sarah. I know, but it's wrong. We're going to continue talking to Sarah, actually. Uh, we're going to push that CCW application off to another section. Very right, cool. Yeah. Look forward to it right Stick here around. on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, Hound Optics is accurate, affordable, and guaranteed. Sporting optics that go the distance, backed by customer service that goes that extra mile. Great guys, great products, and a great company. That is optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. But did you know their scopes come with mounts? So you don't have to worry about finding one that fits. We are so excited to have them on as official partners of the show. Ask for them at your local gun store or find them online at blackoutoptics.com. All right, back with Sarah Stevens running for governor of this great state 
of California, and she wants to make California gold. Make California gold again. I think that's good because that'll draw a lot of questions. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, now you just opened up an opportunity to tell them, right? Absolutely. I think that's awesome. I think that's so good. let's talk about the election for a second, the, the nuts and bolts. Um, there's basically, when, when someone walks in on the ballot, you, you're going to have two questions. One is, should uh, Newsom be recalled? That's question number one, yes or no. Yes, this is true. And then question number two is, which one of these 70 people do you want to replace him? Yes. Or whatever. Right now it's about 70. Um, so if if he is recalled, so he's not one of the 70 names. So basically it's exactly like you said. We have to have over 51% of the people to say yes to having Gavin recalled. Mm. 51% of the people have to say that. As long as we get that, then whoever else gets the most votes that's on that list is the uh, person that wins. Right, but he's not on the list. Newsom's not on the list. He no. He's either in office or he's not. It's a yes or no question. And then there are 70 other names, and the top vote getter would 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 replace him if he's recalled. Right. So question number one, do you, you want to recall him, yes or no? Question number two, if he gets he, recalled, which, who do you which want one? But what, what, I, what makes him think that he's not going to get recalled? No. He's trying to buy people out right now. If if you haven't heard, I'm sure you have. Yeah. But there's more talk of him potentially even coming out with another stimulus check. There's also whoever wants to get vaccinated. I don't know if you heard what's uh -uh. going on with that. That if people get vaccinated within the next however many days, their name gets put in a lottery to win $1.5 million. Uh -huh. So Gavin is literally doing whatever he can to buy people out and sway people and hope that they would forget that 2020 never do happened. Do you really think that the public is going to do that? I mean, I don't care if it was too – you think so, Joe? Oh, absolutely. That's why we have him in the first place. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I hate to be that way, but – Well, you I do mean, that a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, not, not, real, not a whole lot of confidence, but we'll see. Maybe people are going to Well, but uh, let me wake up. Let me tell you why it's significant, the way it's structured. The way it's significant with 70 people, a lot of people say, well, gee, why can't we just get behind one person – uh, you know, this is going to split the vote. You're not actually splitting the vote because the vote is first: do we kick this guy out? Second: which one of the other people, not Newsom, which one of these other 70 people should be in? That's not splitting the vote. So if there are 70 people running and a 71st person, you know, jumps in, and they bring a pool of people in that weren't going to show up prior, then there is actually a better chance of recalling Newsom. With with more people. So, so in, what do you think? Do you think he's going to get recalled? I think no, he's not going to get recalled. I, I wish I had more faith in, <laughs> See, in California. And I, and I trust your political opinion because you're into this up to your earlobes. Now, one why the, don't you think he's going to get recalled? I, I just because because he's buying people off and he's fairly popular among the you know he I think he won with sixty five percent of the vote or something like that. Well, and again, if you talk to people that actually like him, I mean, I unfortunately I've got family members and and some of my wife's friends that. To think he's phenomenal, and if you talk to phenomenal, I mean yeah, not no, just no, good. They don't just like him. Phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, he was like the savior uh, last year, and it's uh, I, you can't. It's shocking. Just but but the way people. it's set up, it's not. It, it's an off cycle election, so you're not going to. So it's going to be a very low uh, voter turnout, and the people that are fired up. This type of election, the way it's structured, really truly does favor uh, the motivated. 
And liking somebody isn't motivation. Hating somebody and you know and wanting him to be replaced, that's motivating. That's what I'm saying. You don't but think there's also forty million people in California and you know, it just it's it's such a huge pain. So but how so tell what are, so what are you doing to win? Talk talk how are you bringing in more voters? Yes. So we're actually we're going everywhere. We're going everywhere, as many places as we can, talking to people fighting for people. I'm speaking at different places. We're having events. We're rallying the troops. So right now, what we're doing is we're raising up 2 million volunteers across the state. So Wow, that's significant. 2 that's million volunteers. Yeah. How close to, to that goal are you? I haven't done the math yet. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll get back with you. All right. But we'll circle making, back. Oh, we'll start. You're already, you're doing this politician thing. No, no, no. I'm kidding. You're doing just fine. So, so have, your tongue. have you guys, like, you know, there's a lot of you guys bouncing around the state. Caitlyn Jenner, uh, Major Williams, uh, Kevin Faulkner, although he doesn't play well with others. He thinks he's a big yeah. shot. Um, there's a lot, you know, John Cox, there's a lot of people bouncing around the state. How much are you guys working together to, to you, you know what I mean? Or it, it doesn't seem like it's a, vicious you guys aren't attacking each other that i've seen no which is good well i think everyone is passionate about their own things mm -hmm. so like someone else had mentioned earlier it's basically really great that a lot of people are running and right. the reason why is because really at the end of the day we live in america everyone should be able to do their dream live their dream so whoever wants to run should be allowed to run and so everyone that's running right now they all have a different focus so my focus is there's three things that we need to fight for and we need to fight for them right now. I know we have about a million issues going on in California, but the first thing that I'm fighting for is it's time for us to have a incredibly successful, prosperous economy. Mm -hmm. Why did so many people leave the state in 2020? Why are people still leaving by the droves right now? Mm -hmm. Because people can't even have a business here. We have the highest taxes. We have the highest regulations. We literally rank, I believe it's 49th on mm -hmm. most desired state to be in because of all of our high everything. Mm -hmm. So it's time to cut all of that, have a prosperous economy again. The second thing we have to do is we have to, have to reform our education system. It's completely gone haywire. Mm -hmm. We have all these laws that are being passed right now and hopefully, by the grace of God, they will be stopped. But they're pushing the transgender movement in the schools. They're saying right now that pre-K, which is four and five-year-olds, are going to be taught that there's 15 different genders. And now they're full-blown introducing critical race theory. Mm. And I literally have parents that their kids are coming home from school saying, Mom, I just wish I wasn't white. And this is unbelievable. So it's time to reform our education system. We have to get back to the basics. We have to get back to the the truth and the reality that what is school for? Education, reading, mm. writing, and math. So we have to reform our education system. And we absolutely, absolutely have to get our homeless off the street. We have 175,000 homeless people on the streets right now. And over 20,000 homeless. In the, that's the estimate in the state? 175,000? In, in the state of California. We're leading the nation wow. in homelessness. That even feels low. It feels like there's 175,000 just in downtown San Diego. I know. And what's the percentage of those military? 20,000 homeless vets just in L.A. County. <laughs> and we've been out on Vet Row every month trying to help them, feed them, trying what's to get vet them. Row? Vet Row. What is that? So there's a, right by the VA hospital in Los Angeles, there's rows and rows of tents. Mm -hmm. So that's actually called Vet Row. The, we have 
over, I don't know, how many hundreds of veterans living in tents right now. Okay, so so you you, you went through, uh, you know, an experience, you know, we all, we were all there, we all saw it, and it was horrible, you know, with COVID and everything, um, and, uh, you know, the shutdowns and the politicians did nothing, and, um, you know, that motivated you, and you have a, a successful history of, you know, running a not-for-profit and teaching and, and all that, that great stuff, but, you know, playing devil's advocate, isn't running for governor kind of I mean how come you didn't run for mayor how come you didn't run for you know or say hey I want to get involved you know on the county supervisors you know st- uh, staff or something you know what I mean yeah. well, how would you address that I think it's 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 a valid question like geez oh, absolutely you know you all of a sudden decide to run for for governor that seems big well I think that basically what happened in 2020 was an eye-opener for all of us mm-hmm. and I'll just be honest I'm a very extreme person. (laughs) And so when Gavin Newsom came after all my friends, they shut down a whole bunch of even the hospitals. My little baby was supposed to get surgery because of quote unquote COVID. They wanted to push his surgery off. He literally could have died. Hmm. So when Gavin Newsom decided that he wanted to declare war on us, go after my friends that are small business owners. He wants to go after our veterans. Mm. He wants to go after our children. Mm-hmm. Then I'm declaring war back on him and we're taking back everything that he's stolen from us. We're going big or going home. <laughs> I'm not going to let a domestic terrorist who's sitting in a spot where that person is supposed to have power and authority and lead this state, lead this nation with excellence and goodness and love and truth. I can't just sit here and let someone do that on my watch. So if you- and, and, Yeah, running for a school board wouldn't do it. So if yeah. you were talking to a Democrat and uh, they didn't care about um, anything you just said, <laughs> they thought like, yeah, we should have got, we should have shut down more. You know, I'm glad they got fined. They were putting people in danger. Uh, if you were talking to a Democrat fan of uh, Newsom, what would you tell them? What, what's one thing you'd say, hey, this is why you need to vote for me. This is why you need to wake up, open your eyes and vote for me. Yeah. Well, I actually ran into that the other day when we were talking to people and asking them why they voted for Gavin. And I asked some of the people, you know, what did you what did you like most about 2020 and how everything was handled? Was it the curfew? Did you like the curfews? Did you like the lockdowns? (laughs) Did you like the fact that you couldn't go to any restaurants? Did you like the fact that your kids were at home? And all of a sudden they start waking up and they start realizing, oh, my gosh, I did have all of my everything taken from me. My kids did suffer. They actually don't realize it? N- no. Okay, my wife's got a theory that they're from another planet. It's just that simple. <laughs> they're aliens. But, I was like, I was all settled in. I was like, a theory? Let's hear Oh, they're from another planet. All right. All right. Hey, I believe her. <laughs> no, but um, what, what I share, I actually have a lot of Democrats on my team which is very shocking. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and but they are so sick and tired of the regime and the tyranny and everything. They love everything that I stand for. Freedom, military, first responders, the truth, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the American dream. So I have people coming from every Have you seen a lot of Democrats? It seems like they're trying to just say, "Hey, you know what? That was then. We're looking at the future." You know, like yeah. like it didn't even happen. Have you have you noticed that? Like like ah, whatever. We're you, you know, you're, you did you die? You know, right. <laughs> you're still here. You know, I think I think uh, Newsom's campaign slogan should be uh, uh, should be 2020 is hindsight. Well, I think it <laughs> is. Rather than I hindsight think it is. is 2020. Never mind. Oh, All right. Well, hey, don't go anywhere, folks. 
You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. They didn't work at all. Dave. Not at all. I know. Dad joke. Bad joke. Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Okay. You want me to go now? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think you should. We know. So, yes, I got it. All right. So, we know the Second Amendment should suffice for good cause or for a good cause statement, but realistically, if you want to carry without having to be worried about going to jail, crafting a good cause statement is something you have to do. But first, are you tired of your money going to big tech companies? With First Amendment issues like Amazon, Google, and Apple? Well, check out Free Speech Alternative, conservativeeconomy.com slash gunownersradio. You can shop electronics, home goods, office products, and something you won't find on Amazon, guns. And there is a whole lot more. When you shop at Conservative Economy, you also help Gun Owner Radio. Just go to conservativeeconomy.com slash gunownersradio. That's conservativeeconomy.com slash gun owners radio. So San Diego County gun owners, Orange County gun owners, Riverside County gun owners, and San Bernardino County gun owners just revamped their CCW page. We have our, on our website, we have a web page dedicated to CCW resources. Uh, we were actually just talking off air about how difficult it was to get a CCW. Uh, it was near impossible in San Diego and Riverside. Um, if you go back far enough, Orange, Riverside, and, and San Diego, it was, it was basically impossible to get a CCW. I and mean, you guys live in Riverside, you know. Um, in Riverside, they had a, uh, a change of sheriff, which resulted in a change of policy. And they are now, from my understanding, you guys are saying you're hearing some people hitting some bumps on the road. But my understanding is you're looking at 60, maybe 90 days uh, from the time you put in your application to the time you get issued in Riverside, which is great. His predecessor, Sniff, Sheriff Sniff, uh, uh, you know, whined and complained and said he couldn't do it. And Chad turned Chad Bianco turned it around in just a few months. It was it was really amazing. And then in Orange, um, they turned they had a change of policy. Um, they had a change of sheriff. And in San Diego, uh, they had a change of policy. Same sheriff, um, but we put a ton of political pressure on. And then uh, after we put the political pressure on and got the policy changed, we made sure to educate people to show them how they could get their CCW. So what I wanted to do, so we teach, Joe teaches uh, classes every month uh, up at Poway Weapons and Gear. There are classes at Discount Gun Mart and North County Shooting Center and Glock Store. Um, sometimes we have them online and we teach people how to get their CCW. And we, how many, I mean, now that COVID's uh, over, uh, supposedly, we're, what are you starting to get? What, what, 15, 20 people per class at least? Yeah, we had, uh, we filled up that small room we were in. So 20, 25 people, something like that last yeah. uh, month. So I've got another one coming up tomorrow. So we'll see how we do. And if it fills up, they'll open the doors and we'll have the whole room. And I'm trying people all walks of life. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, there's no stereotype there, which um, was actually interesting when I got back in the gun because I'm relatively new at it, you know, the last six years or so. And um, my one of the big stereotypes that got crushed when I uh, got involved was the people. I was expecting to see, you know, a cross between uh, Rambo and Duck Dynasty or something. And uh, you just don't see people. I mean, you see occasionally people like that, no more so than you would see at the mall or at the beach. 
but um, it's people from all walks of life. It's it's doctors, it's lawyers, it's truck drivers, it's um, yeah, men, women, you know, young yeah, and old. it's moms. I mean, it's it's just normal Americans. So the most popular question that people, when when asked, you know, uh, about CCWs, the most popular question, what people want to know is, what do I what do I do for good cause, right? Doesn't that that's everybody shows up? What do I do for good cause? Because in California, you have to have, and it's actually proof of good cause. If you look at the penal code, it's not good cause; it's proof of good cause. So when you, you know, what you have to do is when you craft your good cause statement, um, you're actually uh, describing what what the relevance of the proof is that you're that you're providing. I don't know if that. You know, let me walk you through that. So you're describing a situation that puts you in a higher risk category than the general population. That's what they're looking for generally when it comes to good cause. So what about you uh, makes makes uh, makes you you know is uh, makes you a target um, for attack? You know, uh, above and beyond a random crime. Like, hey, I might get mugged. You know, anybody might get mugged. Um, what about you? would uh is you know specifically about your your job or your hobby or your lifestyle or whatever um would would uh get a, a specific group of people or type of person why would they attack you for that right is that is that pretty much yeah that, well it's interesting too because the way it's worded it's it sounds a little more intimidating than it actually is you know you have to have something unique or special about you and that's really not i mean that's how they describe it if you look on the sheriff's website that's what it says but the reality is that it does not have to be that extreme. I mean, things like, uh, you know, people walk their dog at night by the canyon. Mm. I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. It really, uh, you just have to be able to articulate why. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be as extreme, I think, as some people interpret it to be. Yeah, I think I tell, one of the things I say when I teach the class is the hardest part about coming up with, with your good cause statement is sometimes getting out of your own way. Because generally, people don't think of, you know, they don't think, hey, t- t- you know, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day I die, you know? Generally, people think, hey, I'm, I'm living in a, in a relatively safe environment. My job is safe. My hobbies, you know. If, if it was that dangerous, they probably wouldn't do it. Um, but that's not what they're asking for. They're not saying, hey, are you in imminent danger right now of death? No, they're just saying, hey, what about your job or hobby or lifestyle? What, what would would uh, provoke or uh, you know what would be the reason someone would attack you for it and I've had all kinds of people come through I had uh, a, a, a semi-retired couple to talk about make California gold again they were prospectors that's what they decided they were kind of semi-retired and they they were gold prospectors and they're in their in their spare time so that's why they wanted a CCW now if somebody wanted gold they would go after a gold prospector right if you're a criminal you wanted to go rob somebody of gold, you'd go after a gold prospector. Especially so, if they're senior citizens. Especially if they're senior citizens. So that's an example of, hey, the type of person, this is the activity I'm doing. I'm gold prospecting. Um, so uh, the type of person that would attack me would be someone that was trying to steal gold. It's that simple. You know, you don't have to, I tell people, you don't have to make up a big story about KGB or ninjas coming after you, something like that, right? We had that, though. But, uh, <laughs> you had a friend of mine that uh, collects coins. And that's what he used for his thing. He says he, he goes to auctions and he goes to different places um, with his coins so that that makes him a potential target. And, you know, and that was fine. I had no problem with that. Yeah. And, and people, um, just about any job, I've yet, I've at this point, we've taught hundreds of these classes. I've 
spoken to thousands of people. I, I, I lost count. I don't know how many good cause statements I've helped write and reviewed and taken a look at. And, you know, um, but I've yet to find somebody that truly does not have good cause. Uh, truly, you know, if they're looking to get a concealed carry. Yeah. Everybody does something, you know, unless honestly, unless you are, you know, you wake up in the morning and you go watch TV for 12 hours and then you in your basement, you eat a pizza and, and, and then you go to bed and, and you do it all again. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, if you leave the house for any reason, you probably have some kind of good cause. Well, and that's what I tell people when we do these workshops, it's like, if, if you want a concealed carry, you can get the permit, you know, as long as you're not a prohibited person or something like that. Uh, if you can pass the background check, ba- mainly if, if you're good to own a gun, you can get a concealed carry permit here. Generally. And mm-hmm. and so, but it is confusing. It's kind of a dumb charade, right, Sarah? This whole good cause thing? Yeah. I see you nodding your head, but I, I'll, I'll bet you're thinking this is ridiculous. Well, I actually just did a protest last week in, Los, in downtown Los Angeles. And I don't know if anyone heard about the transgender that went into the women's spa and exposed uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. his privates. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a 12-year-old little girl there with her mom. And they just complained and said, why is this okay? And so we did a protest in front of the spa to stand up for women and children that they need to be safe and protected. And they don't need to be seeing things like this. So that protest was a pro-concealment protest. <laughs> Mostly peaceful. <laughs> yeah. So we were we were out there, and then we found out, like, right after we posted the flyer, within, like, a day or two, that Antifa decided they wanted to do, to do a counter-protest. And so we knew full-on going into this that they were going to do that. And I had a protest. Just- you had, so you had – so I just say you don't have <laughs> know, to make up crazy. stories about KGB and ninjas <laughs> – you actually had uh, Antifa uh, threatening you? It was a, a, yes. a, 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 a credible threat from Antifa? Absolutely. Oh, wow. So there you go. That's your good cause right there. And so what, so what happened was some of my friends and I, we got there early before any of the Antifa showed up, and we were getting everything ready to go. And I had confidence and faith that the law enforcement would protect us. And the reason why I had this thought in my head which unfortunately yeah, I'd like to up, hear that unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately I ended up being wrong because yeah I had, they're, they're not they're I have all the faith in the world that the uh, that uh, law enforcement will investigate my murder thoroughly um, but, <laughs> right. so what happened that's about it <laughs> so long story short one of my friends at the very beginning he got beat up by eight Antifa and there happened to be like two DEA agents there that stopped him before he literally could Got have died. Killed. He was only like 21, 22 years that was, old. That was nice of them. Wow. Yeah. And I met with the captain before the protest even started. He said we were gonna have tw- we're gonna have twenty cop cars out here to protect you. And long story short, they didn't do anything. Over two hundred Antifa rolled up, and they started going after every patriot. And so then instead of us protesting, we were looking for refuge. I had all these people coming. We had to keep them safe. So I believe that everyone needs to have a weapon to <laughs> protect you, themselves. Although you can't Whoa. carry it at, at a political rally, by the way, everybody. But, you know, let me ask you, if yes. you don't like Vietnamese soup, does that make you Antifa? <laughs> no. Does that make Never. It's another horrible joke. Yeah, boy. That's horrible. A bad joke. Horrible there we joke. go. All right. So anyway, go to our – we actually created a uh, CCW uh, Good Cause worksheet. You also you don't just write a statement. You actually have to 
prove it. You need proof of good cause. So what that means is that you actually write your good cause statement, and then you need another piece of paper in the file proving it. So uh, let's say you know you had threats, or let's say you did something for a living or a hobby. You'd need some other kind of piece of paper showing that, yeah, this is what I do for a living, or here are the threats that I talk about. Uh, and uh, for more information, what you want to do is go to the CCW section of our website, video, good cause worksheet, examples, all kinds of good stuff. Or just come to one of our seminars. Absolutely. All right, folks, this is... Stick around because Joe Jermisi is going to chat with us right here on FM 961 AM Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Joe Jermich is going to talk about the women on target he participated in today, and we're going to talk a little bit about a court case that was mentioned. But first, have you heard of Mike Lindell and My Pillow? Well, his company was banned because he stood against the cancel culture mob. What happened to My Pillow is not right. Our freedom of speech is just as important as our freedom of self-defense. We are thrilled to support an American company like MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code FREEMARKET3 and get up to 66% off America's best pillow, get a great night's sleep, and enjoy the satisfaction of supporting a company fighting against cancel culture. That's MyPillow.com and use promo code FREEMARKET3. All right, Joe, what do you got for us? Well, let's start talking about the um, Women on Target, which is a um, it's an NRA sponsored uh, program that we do up at the uh, Lemon Grove Rod and Gun Club. Uh, Sue and Eric Johnson run and organize and run these things four times a year. So we just did one today. The next one will be in October. Another one in January. And what they are, they and each one of them sells out. Uh, they limit it to 45 women, and um, these are mostly women who don't have uh, much or any experience with firearms. And uh, they break them up in the three groups, typically 15 uh, women in each group. And then each group will spend an hour uh, working with pistols, an hour working with shotguns, an hour working with rifles. And they match them up one-on-one uh, -on -one with mentors or instructors. And we provide the ammunition. We provide the um, the firearms and all that. And uh, we go through and hopefully they have a good, safe, fun first time shooting experience. And uh, it's it's a really great program. Everybody has a lot of fun. Uh, we had women today, because uh, typically I work on the, um, the pistol side. Today I was on the shotgun side. And we had women all the way from teenagers up to women that are older than me. Um, 
And uh, it That's was actually, uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun uh, watching the shotguns because shooting clays is not as easy as you might think it would be. And uh, these women did really well with just a little bit of instruction. But the, the big thing is the smiles and the fun. It's um, similar to what we do with the shooting socials with San Diego County gun owners. Uh, I, you never see anybody that's not just really happy with a big uh, smile on their face. So uh, it's a really great um, program that we do. And uh, when I was there uh, working, I was talking with someone, and they brought up uh, a ruling that a judge made yesterday um, on a case. It was related to the uh, the temple shooting up in Poway in 2019, I think that was. Yeah. And um, the judge uh, down here, San Diego judge, um, said that it was okay. He let it go forward that the um, that the plaintiffs who were backed by the Brady bunch or the yeah, Brady bunch, the Brady group, uh, an anti-gun group. Uh, they can go forward and they could sue Smith and Wesson and they can sue the gun shop down here that sold the gun to the person that, that committed the crime up there. So we were talking about that and I took a look at the story today, just uh, researching it a little bit. And, um, you know, I saw Michael was quoted in there. So we were talking about that a little bit downstairs. So we decided, yeah, let's talk about that here. So here, let me, let, there's a lot of confusion. The, what happened was this, uh, this horrible monster that shot up the synagogue, he was 20 years old. And he went into a San Diego gun shop, and uh, he had a hunting license that was issued by the state. It was totally legitimate. You know, the state, he went through all the procedures to get this hunting license because that was one of the exceptions to the law that you can't purchase a firearm uh, if you're under 21. Uh, so he got this hunting license, went in, purchased the firearm. It was an AR pattern firearm. He, um, now here, here's the here's the thing. The state is now claiming that the license wasn't valid, and that word is important, valid, um, because it wasn't hunting season yet. Now, that's a total stretch, and it's total BS. It's total malarkey. The license is valid according to California law, and what they mean, what California means by a valid license means it has to have a certain amount of, of, of information on it. It has to have your name. It has to have your address. It has to have a unique uh, number that was issued by the state. When they say valid, they mean it was actually issued by the state and it had you know uh, all this information that basically complies with the Patriot Act. What the state is now saying is that it wasn't valid because you couldn't hunt with it yet because it wasn't hunting season. Which, again, that's what we were talking about, how, how just absurd this kind of stuff is. Most people buy their hunting license. I buy my fishing license well before fishing season, I don't want to miss the first month. Right. So hunters do the same thing. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not ludicrous. a rational argument. Now, the gun shop owner actually entered all this information, put it in the notes, and said, "Hey, California Department of Justice, here's what's going on. Here's the license. By the way, you know, um, you know, it, 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 this is when it's issued. It's when you know, put all the information that he needed to into the DOJ's system, and they approved it. They had 10 days to say, nope, this isn't valid, or that's not valid. Or Hunting season hasn't started Hunting yet. season hasn't started, which, by the way, is the first time they've ever made that claim in the entire 100 and whatever, 50, 60-year history of California. Was that a CYA? This is exactly what it was. And the shop owner hasn't been charged with anything. If a gun shop owner were to do something illegal. Oh my goodness. You know, they and 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 SWAT it, vehicles would show up. And it resulted in a, you know, the shooting of a of a synagogue, you know, there's no charges because there are no charges to be brought against mm -hmm. 
Um, so they're now saying that, uh, hey, yeah, in a in, you know, civil court, you can sue the manufacturer, which was – is it Smith & Wesson? Yeah, I believe it was Smith & Smith & Wesson, Wesson um, because they manufactured a gun that could be easily altered or whatever. Malarkey. Even though it wasn't altered. Uh, I think what he did is he actually took the – the magazine release. Oh, um, okay. uh, there was a it was a fixed magazine, and he he uh, made it to where you could have a detachable magazine, gotcha. which now fits the California definition of an assault weapon. But it didn't make it fully automatic. It didn't make it a machine gun, anything like that. Um, and by the way, it was illegal. Was a felony. You know, he the guy committed I don't know a dozen felonies, um, at least. So and oh by the way the whole reason that that it was not worse was because there was somebody there who had a gun and fought, and fought back against this guy had a pistol actually. So the, you know it, it's just it's just absolutely ludicrous. This gun shop owner actually uh, uh, has had threats against him. People have made you know death threats against him. Um, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He followed the confusing, vague, ridiculous law. Um, you know, California DOJ did absolutely nothing with the information they were given. You know, if you're going to have laws, you're not going to enforce them. Or if you're going to tell people, hey, you know, send up, you know, red flags, and then you're not going to do anything when they when they send them. You know, and then you're going to blame them. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, of course, in 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 the, the state's defense, they didn't blame the gun shop owner. This is just not you know, yet. you know, the 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 well, the, it's they had plenty of time. They did their investigation. There were no laws broken. Um, so this civil court is really just a big money grab, you know, in order to try to set a precedent. And if they can set a precedent that any criminal who commits an act mm-hmm. with a gun, they can, you know, go shut down the gun shop, which is, you know, absolutely ludicrous. If you, you were used to be in the auto industry, still are, but used to be used to work for a, a, a dealer, right? Mm-hmm. How many times were you guys shut down when someone bought a car from your dealership and then went out and, you know, was a drunk driver? How many times did that happen? Never. Never happened. Because it's ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense. None. Well, it's like the highway patrolman that committed suicide in a Lexus, and they tried to blame it on the car. Yeah. Remember you that? know, yeah, with the, with the uh, floor mat. Toyota. Toyota Lexus. Why do you say that? I just had a conversation about that incident. Wasn't yeah. that right on the 125? It was the 125 going in all the way into Santee. This is so weird. This is I, I had this conversation yesterday. That is so weird. And then this morning, my wife brought it up, and now you're bringing it up. I know more about that incident because I went to court. I mean, I went on, I mean, I went to battle for Lexus on that. But it's, well, good. But it's important to know the context. I wanted to explain exactly what was going on and tell you that, hey, this gun shop owner did nothing wrong. We wish him the best of luck. We surely do. All right. Hey, folks, don't go anywhere. Joe's coming up with a gear review. I don't see anything in front of him, so it must be concealed. You're <laughs> listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961-1170. The answer. We've seen Kydex holsters, leather holsters, t-shirt holsters. Have you tried out hybrid holsters? Stick around for Joe's review of Black Arch's hybrid holster review. How many holsters can you wear? Well, if it's a hybrid. Because we got lots of them. Does a hybrid mean it's like electric and gas? Just that think probably think so. of it as gender. <laughs> yeah. Oh, be careful there. Be careful. PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com slash alpine. 
Are you in the military? Are you looking for help with a VA loan? Or maybe you're looking to buy or refi? Or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash alpine. Okay, we got Joe Germisi with a black arch holster. Okay, so we have kind of an exciting holster today. So how many holsters do you have now? I don't know. It's a big box. It's yeah, a that's box like kind of what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I guess like a like a Foot Locker. And I'm gonna have one more in there now because um, this is the dual clip inside the waistband Protos M Dry Matrix breathable um, or with a breathable backer holster from uh, Black Arch. So um, what's nice about this one? I've been wearing this uh, pretty much every day for the last couple of weeks, and uh, th- I got to say this is the most comfortable inside the waistband holster i've found so far wow Uh, because i'm not an inside the waistband guy anymore i've kind of i started this way and started with plastic and then went to um synthetic kind of things and then hybrids and then leather and then outside the waistband which typically now i'll carry outside the waistband with a leather holster um but this time of year when it's hot because it was uh it's been toasty out in east county this last week or two you know about that mike noticed um It's been toasty so, in my living room out in East <laughs> County. <laughs> yeah, in your living room. Uh, similar to the studio, I think. Um, but uh, typically I'll wear, you know, an outside the waistband with a cover garment. But when it's hot like this, it's nice to be able to throw on a T-shirt or something. And uh, this holster just works great. Uh, you can see what it is. It's uh, It's got the Kydex uh, holster part uh, for the gun. If, and if you just close your eyes and imagine, say, a plastic um blue glock 19 replica which i can't show you but if i had one i'd stick it right in because we'll get shut down again um but it works uh, if johnny b were here he'd call it a rudy tootie that's right there you go (laughs) so um should yeah should throw a banana in here (laughs) that way um but anyway the things you want with a holster you want it to securely hold the gun you want it to be comfortable you want it to completely cover the trigger that's those are the kind of the three things you want this does all three um The one thing I did notice on here, a lot of times with these Kydex holsters, when you put the gun in, you'll feel a noticeable kind of click when it latches in. And um, this one I didn't notice that, but it holds it very securely anyway. And the thing with the hybrid holster, what what makes it a hybrid is you've got the the Kydex outer, and then you've got the leather backing. And um, you can see this leather here, this uh, fine Corinthian leather that they use here on the back. (laughs) Oh, please. Um, But the other thing that makes this nicer is if you look on the back here, this is their um, their dry matrix breathable backer. This is their uh, – it's a patented thing that they have, and uh, they've trademarked it. And what this does, it's a wicking material. So it wicks um, perspiration and stuff away from your body, uh, but it blocks it because of the backer. It doesn't get in against the, um, against the gun itself, so you don't have issues with rust or things like mm-hmm. that. But the other thing this does is it makes it really comfortable to wear. It was really comfortable and really cool. If you look at some of the other holsters, um, like this is a Klinger holster here. And um, this is the other, this was my go-to inside the waistband holster before. It's fairly comfortable. But if you look at the back, it's just this plastic. So this is what's up against you. That'd be painful. Not quite as comfortable as if you look at these hybrid holsters. So this one here is the the Minotaur by... um, Comtac, 
And again, you've got the plastic on the outside, you've got the leather on the inside, but you don't have any kind of backing like this dry max or dry matrix material on the back. You just have this leather against you. It's not quite as comfortable. That'd be sweaty. Same thing with it. The, and these are good holsters. There's nothing wrong. This is a crossbreed holster. Same idea. But again, if you look on the back, it's just that leather which is up against you. So with this, this is much more comfortable, this uh, dry matrix material. Um, so I just, I've been enjoying this thing. I wore it, uh, I wore it all day today, actually, with the, uh, doing the women on target. I wore it all day yesterday for eight hours teaching a CCW class. So I've been wearing it all week and, uh, actually last couple of weeks. And, uh, it's, like I said, it's one of the most comfortable ones that, that I found so far. So, um, great holster here, uh, price on it's 98, 95. So a little bit pricier. Um, some of these holsters, yeah, are how probably, much are these? These guys are probably in the 60, $70 range. Okay. Um, this one's probably a little bit cheaper here. So you're going to throw all these other ones away? No, you'd never throw holsters away. That's that's how you fill the box. But um, girl in his shoes. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much it's like a Melda. You know, I yeah. get a bunch of them. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Melda. You know, you can adjust these things. So <laughs> the, <laughs> I'll take '90s references for yeah, five hundred dollars. Well, did you did you catch the fine Corinthian leather? Yeah, yeah, I'll take caught, '80s references. That was for, for me. That was for <laughs> Mr. Montaban and his but, um, Chrysler Cordoba. So, yeah, this is fully adjustable, too. You can get different backings and put different holsters for different guns. Different so, colors? Yeah, so this comes off. Uh, this is for a Glock 19. Um, I could get a backing, say, for a Glock 26 or whatever other gun I'm going to carry. Um, take this off, put that one on here, so I've got another holster. The easy on and off? I mean, do you have to have um, tools? A uh, screwdriver. Does that count as a tool? Okay. So that's, that's a tool. Three, three screws, basically. Yeah, well, so, so if you buy that, you said it's about 100 bucks. Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to put a different gun in it, how much to add? Um, you can get the these are about half of like forty dollars. Forty bucks, like okay. That. Yeah, it's not bad. And uh, the other thing I liked on here too is it's got the metal clips. You've heard me talk the last couple of weeks looking at these holsters. Uh, sometimes they have uh, kind of a plastic clip, yeah. which I mean works, but I don't know if it's, it's me. You're just not confident. I think it's because I'm old or something. I like I like metal. I like to see steel. You're, you're not alone. <laughs> John Korea hates uh, hates plastic clips. So, so you're not alone. You're in good. You're in good company. He even likes though the they don't fail. Yeah. Well, on the ones I've had, the plastic is okay. I just don't know how long you can do that with the plastic metal. I feel more confident. These uh, grab very nicely. They they stay locked right in place, um, which was nice. You can adjust the height on this, and that was the one thing I found on this one. Um, drawing from this, if you could imagine that that blue gun that should be right here. Or a um, banana. You should have brought the banana. Well, going to draw on here, just because of the way it's set, my thumb kind of hits this, which um, I think is just a matter of training. Uh -huh. And um, and it could be that I could adjust this. The thing I liked about it, this is just the way it came from the factory, so it was adjusted right here. Uh, if you look, you've got these three screw holes in the back on each side. Oh, so yeah. you can raise and lower the clips, which raises and lowers um, mm -hmm. how high or how right. low this thing sits right. uh, on your waist. The other thing you could do is you could you could adjust these to change the cant. Some people like it canted a little bit forward, some a little bit back. Um, but that was kind of the only thing I noticed. And um, like I said, I like the way it concealed. It concealed really well. Um, teaching the CCW classes, I tend to wear a polo shirt. And uh, polo shirt just left untucked with this thing on it was fine. and No problem at all with it. So um, overall, just a great holster. Um, Warranty-wise, lifetime uh, warranty on materials and workmanship. So, and this is a company out of Utah, the uh, the Black Arch. Apparently, there's Black Arches in Utah. Really? So that's what they named their company after. Mm. So, um, like in the desert? 
So uh, I was guessing they're talking Zion or one of those places where you always go. Yeah. But um, I've been there. See any black arches? Did you no, see they any? were red. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, according uh, according to these guys, there's black. But um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, like I said, a great holster. I got got nothing bad to say about this one. I, Michael says I'm I'm hard on things here. You are uh, hard on things. <laughs> well, but yet you don't get rid of any of them. Yeah. Even if you don't like them. That's you know that's true. I I got very few I really don't like. I but mean, you I've, still I've got, have them. That's true. Well, because I I like them less than I like others, but I don't really not like them. Um, but yeah. who knows when you'll need something like that? Well, you just never know. <laughs> you just never know. But this I think is going to be this is going to be a, a life changer. I think because uh, now I think in these hot summer months I'm going to switch more to this inside the waistband oh. thing. And this thing is great. So you got summer. And yeah, winter. my wardrobe. Then once I switch back to the winter fashions and fall fashions, then you'll go back. To the go other back guys. outside. You won't either. <laughs> Black arches is a uh, is a moth. Be, <laughs> be news to these guys. I googled yeah. it. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> What's the website? Uh the website. Ah, the one thing I didn't write down there. Oh, hang nice. On. No, I do have a card from them. So let's see. What would their website be? If I could see this, uh, here, give it here. It would say. Let me see. Would not say. It's uh, That's Black exactly. Archholsters.com. And that's not the moth moth store, right? That's the <laughs> that's the holster not. place. That's yeah. the holster and store. they're on Facebook at Black Arch Holsters, Instagram, Black Arch Holsters, and you get ten percent off on your next order. I do, yeah. I asked Rich if we did, but uh Rich didn't uh, didn't have anything for me there. Yeah. But, and um, by the way, it says since our backers are each custom custom laser cut, you may notice some residual burn smell for a short time when your holster is brand new. Cherish it; it won't last forever. So, see, I did not I did not notice any residual burn. But smell. you know what? That's that shows good customer service that they're letting you know that they found something instead of you. It's like I bought a pair of shoes from Five uh, Eleven. I took them back in. I said they squeak. You know, yeah, yeah, they all squeak. I will, but I paid eighty dollars for these shoes. Why are they squeaking? Because they all squeak. Yeah, you'll get used to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I, I'm okay until I'm in an airport. So yeah, that's the other thing too about this backing material. Um, yeah. Because they they make it a point to say that you know sometimes you'll get this kind of um, synthetic material that uh, snags or grabs and gets caught on things. Oh, it smells like it burnt. And uh, smells burnt. Yeah. Didn't smell like three weeks of Joe? Yeah, I was going to say, did you just smell that? <laughs> he just told you he wore it at a Women on Target this morning. Good Lord. You smell like you're burnt. <laughs> I didn't until today. I know. But a uh, great product, though, All so right. I would I would highly recommend this one. This right. is, uh, oh, you're right. The name Black, one of the best ones I've seen. The name Black Arch makes reference to the towering stone arches that are unique to our home state of Utah. Ah, That's, there Google, you go. Google, Google, Google. All right, there you go. And you didn't see any of those, all those uh, weeks you spent out there? I saw a lot of arches. I didn't see no any. No towering black they ones? They weren't towering in black. They were towering in, in red and pink and all kinds of, maybe at night. Is there a discount code? Black. Do we get a discount? No, that's what I was saying. I, I talked to my producer, and uh, he didn't have anything for me. Okay. Because I just get these things. I'm like the, the end of the line. Your end of the line. <laughs> all right. all, it's already such a good deal that there's just no <laughs> discount to be had. That's right. All right, folks. Hey, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. 
FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Okay, Joe. CEO Wendy Hoffman is here to talk about her vision for San Diego County gun owners. But before we do that, we are very proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates, offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors, and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn a whole lot more about them at National Concealed Carry Association.com. All right, we are very, very excited to have Wendy Hoffman, CEO of SDCGO, on the line. Wendy, first off, congratulations. Oh, thank you, Dave. I think you know nobody deserves it more than you do. But with that being said, you know, if people were to meet you, you don't look like somebody that's into guns. So kind of <laughs> how, how did you how did you actually get into guns? What got you into SDCGO and call to action? What what motivated you? Well, I originally got into guns for self-defense and when I really got into it, um, I, I heard a lot of the same things being said by a lot of different people. And so I became an instructor and um, wanted to get more involved in Second Amendment rights. And that's how I came across San Diego County gun owners. So you basically charmed Michael because <laughs> he was probably blown away. This young lady comes walking up and says, what can I do? Is that basically what she said? What can I do to help? Well, she was around before San Diego County Gunner. She was helping us with uh, with a lot of the activism. And then she is a founding board member of San Diego County Gunner. She's been there. And you were that impressed with her that, that you had to put her to Every work. day I'm impressed with, her, with, with, with the things that she does. So absolutely. am I. I mean, she really, and, 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 and the fact that you've worked so hard on this and, and got this great promotion, uh, what's the future of your of your position? What what have you got planned? I guess for the rest of twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, what are you trying to accomplish? Oh wow! Uh, well, um, you know we are continuing on our mission that we have built for the last five and a half years. But one of the things that I'm really passionate about is making sure that gun owners don't feel alone, especially in the last you know year year and a half where we have so many new gun owners coming in to the industry and they're realizing how important self-defense is now. And a lot of people feel like they're the only gun owner that they know. But we see it over and over again when we do our shooting socials, where we introduce new shooters to, to firearms. And in our women's program, Not Me SD, um, we hear the same things where they're so excited and grateful to find a place where they don't have to whisper in the corner about, about hey, the, you know, the new gun that they bought or the new the exciting shooting trip that they took over the weekend. You know, they don't have to be whispering in the corner about it. They can be loud and proud and excited about being able to take self-defense into their own hands. Okay, well, one feather in your cap that you should be extremely proud of, and I know you are, and I would like to you to embellish on it, is Not Me SD. I think that's one of the most amazing programs 
you and your team have put together and Sarah's in, in the studio and I think she I don't know if she knows anything about not me SD so go ahead and explain it to her sure it's a women's mentorship program we pair up women who are brand new to gun ownership most of them know absolutely nothing about guns and we pair them up with an experienced female gun owner and the mentor we call them ambassadors the mentor helps guide them through three different things, purchasing and selecting a firearm, getting the right kind of training, and getting a CCW. So we've, uh, we're just past two years, and we've helped over 400 women. I think we're almost at 450 now. Well, and, and the bonus to this is once they go through Not Me SD, you don't walk away. They, became, they actually become part of the family. Exactly. I mean, it's such a strong community. And the best part is that I've seen women go through the program, get the help that they want, and then actually come back and become ambassadors. And that is like the coolest thing that I could possibly ask for. Oh, and I want to make sure that um, that I mentioned that the program is free. So all of the women who our mentors, they volunteer their time because it's so important to them to give back to the community. And there's even times where the, the, the firearm is free. If the, if the lady has a financial burden and can't afford a, a weapon, you guys will, in some cases, donate a weapon to these people. Yes, we do have grants available because we never want money to be something that stops a right. woman from being able to protect herself. Mm-hmm. So what is the future of Not Me SD? Not Me Riverside? Not Me San Bernardino? Is, yeah. that kind of, is that kind of the goal? That's a great question. So we actually launched Not Me Riverside, Not Me uh-huh. RC, a couple of months ago. They're doing great. We've got Katie who heads up that program in Riverside. And then we're actually launching Not Me OC, uh, later this week. Wow. Is there an age limitation to, to be part of this program? You have to be uh, legally able to own a firearm. So um, so the minimum is 21. Okay. What about the oldest? <laughs> and definitely no upper limit. Yeah, we haven't run into that problem yet. <laughs> you haven't ran into that problem yet? Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot you know, of... we've got, yeah, we've got women of all ages. Because aren't you not starting to see more and more ladies all across the spectrum, age-wise, coming to your program? Yeah, of course. You know, we have a lot of women who are older, living on their own, getting really concerned about um, their own safety. And Mm -hmm. so they're finally feeling comfortable uh, to take their own safety into their own hands and starting to explore firearm ownership. And I think what I like, one of the things, one of the things, because I love the program, is that you pair a firearm with that person that fits not what you think you should they should own but what fits whether it be their hand whether it be the, the their stature you know if they can handle a, a, a firearm that might have a little kick maybe it can't you know should they have a revolver should they have a, a, a you know semi-automatic I think you guys spend a lot of time making sure the firearm they get is the right firearm. Yes, definitely. You know, it's it's more important than ever for women to be able to get a firearm that 
fits them, that is appropriate for them. Um, and so our our project manager, Desi, she makes sure that we set them up with a an ambassador that will help walk our ladies through the entire selection process, make sure that they understand the pros and cons of the different types of firearms, um, different fits, different calibers, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I got to tell you, so, you know, uh, Wendy's an excellent instructor. Um, you know, she's a, she's a mom and a wife and, and, and has done a fantastic job. Like I said, she's been there from the beginning with San Diego County Gun Owners. Um, but, uh, you know, what a lot of people don't know about Wendy is, she, you know, she got her undergraduate degree from UCSD. Um, she got her MBA from USC. Um, she has been a major part of the strategic planning that it takes to not just build San Diego County Gun Owners to what we believe is by membership the biggest civil rights organization in San Diego and mm-hmm. possibly uh, the entire state, um, and uh, expand to Orange County, Riverside, San Bernardino. And Could you say the country? Really, in, in all honesty, I don't think I don't think we're the biggest one in the country yet. Who who else is there. bigger than you? Well, I think that there's some of the like a like NRA could be considered. A, I don't consider the NRA. <laughs> I'm talking about a real. But we're group. we're growing to uh, we're, we're going to grow into L.A. County gun owners, yeah. and San Francisco Bay Area yeah. County gun owners, and Wendy has been an enormous uh, part of all of that. Now, here's and, an interesting uh, question, Wendy. How long have you been in the guns? Um, just a little under ten years. Now, stop it. No, yeah, that. I didn't. I didn't even touch my first gun until I I was an adult. Yeah, don't mention your age. We don't want to embarrass you. (laughs) But, you know, seriously, and I think a lot of people are shocked because when they hear your story, they're thinking, oh, well, yeah, our dad probably had her shooting when she was nine and probably went pheasant hunting and rabbit hunting and all that. None of that was true. In fact, your family weren't into guns at all, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, my, my dad has a little bit of military experience. Yeah. So that was a very, very long time ago. We didn't discuss guns at all when I was growing up. Um, so I basically came in knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that that motivates me with, you know, not me our Not Me programs and San Diego County gun owners in general is I know how hard it is to navigate everything that there is relating to guns. There's just so much stuff out there. There's so many laws. There's so many types of guns, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's hard. It's confusing. It's a lot of information. And I wanted to know that I knew what I was doing before I did anything. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the basis for the creation of not me was because I know a lot of other women, I heard a lot of the same things mm-hmm. where they're just like, I don't know where to start. I, I feel like I need to know what's going on before I do anything like buy my own gun or go to the range by myself. Well, remember back when you first got into it, if you walked into a gun range or a gun store and start asking questions and they realized you didn't know anything, how loving were they? <laughs> it was pretty hit or miss. Um, I definitely got quite a bit of bad advice at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and and I don't want that to happen, you know. So that's that's why the mentorship program is really important. And even just San Diego County gun owners being a resource in general for all gun owners. You know, we have um, our What the Gun program, which promotes uh, classes that are designed for first-time shooters. Um you know, we want to be able to be the resource for all gun owners beginning 
um, beginner level to expert level, and and I think we've we've done a pretty good job of that. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and of course, having a mentor like Mr. Schwartz doesn't no. hurt. I don't think. I don't think that's how she'd describe me. No, <laughs> pretty positive. That's not how she'd describe me. Hey, I was trying. I was trying to throw some love your way there, that's Michael. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. All right. So, give us a and it's hashtag not me sd correct for any ladies out there listening. Yes, not me sd. Um, our website's not me sd dot org. Okay. We also have not me rc. Um, that's on the Riverside County Gun Owners website and um not me oc on the orange county gun owners website all right wendy again congratulations i mean we couldn't be so much more proud of you than we are keep up the good work and i know the ladies love you thank you all right folks we're going to take a quick break because oh my gosh you're not going to believe who's coming up next sam the gunman and mike drop you can't hear it if you're not listening this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, we live in a state where your self-defense rights are under attack. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things that you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to the show. Share the show with as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we will win. Now, are we doing... Yes. Sam first? So we're do- yes. We Every every week we do Stump well, My Nephew. Your mic drop's going to be last. Okay, great. Correct. Hey, uh, Sam, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you guys? Well, we have a very, very special guest in-house who's going to ask your question, and it's Sarah Stevens. She's running for governor of California. So are you ready? Yeah, that's, that's pretty special. I know. Thank you. So your question is from Billy from Carlsbad. And he's asking, what gun fired a seven-ton shell? Sorry, can you repeat the question? I didn't hear you very well. Yes. What gun fired a seven-ton shell? Um, Thanks, Billy from Carlsbad for writing in and Ms. Stevens for presenting the question. Um, This is more in the realm of artillery, so it's a little bit outside my wheelhouse. But as I recall, the 16-inch 50 caliber uh, main battery on the Iowa-class battleships fired a shell weighing uh, somewhere in the range of seven tons or so, but I, I might be misremembering. That, that, if you could, read the answer that they provided. Yes. The Gustav gun built by the Nazis in 1941 had an 800-millimeter bore and could hit targets 29 miles away. It weighed... 1,300, sorry, 1,344 tons and was four stories high, 20 feet wide, and 140 feet long. The 500-man crew needed 54 hours to set it up and prepare it for firing. It was built to destroy the main forts of the French Mayonnaise line. I've heard of this. The uh, Yeah, they, they called it the Paris gun uh, because it was it was supposed to be 
uh, basically the longest range artillery piece ever devised. Um, and that word is pronounced Maginot. Oh, Maginot. Maginot. Thank you. Well, imagine that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think if that uh, Billy from Carlsbad officially stumped you. I don't know, though. The, the one thing we don't know, we don't know if, if the, uh, what did you say, the 16-inch guns on the Iowa? Yeah, well, let me, let me look it up right now. I have my, my phone with me. Well, of course, that's absolutely what we yeah. Your uncle's been doing that all, all, all day. <laughs> been Googling the whole time. Yeah. Pretty much, by the way, I've, I've figured out, Sam, if there's anything that sounds uh, remotely historic, people, that, that, you know, if there's a question that re- sounds even remotely historic that people send in, just go with the, it's something the Nazis built. Because yeah. it seems like everybody's. But, 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 you know, in his defense, he's not an artillery enthusiast. Well, I agree. You know, he's a small arms, rifle, pistol. I mean, if we asked him questions about any of those, there's no need to defend the young man. Oh, he's, I know, but I, kicking butt. but I think a, you know, a seven-ton shell. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you I got didn't need that. I was way off. the uh, The 16-inch gun fired a 2,700-pound uh, or 1,200-kilogram shell, so that would be uh, 1.2 metric tons, or uh, uh, roughly that number in in uh, imperial tons. Gotcha. All right, All right buddy. Go. Always good, good talking job, to you. Nice job. Thanks for having me on. Um, d- difficult question, of course. Uh, thanks for sending it in. At least you know what Maginot was. What, is Ma- what does that mean, the, the French Maginot line? Um, it was a defensive perimeter that the French set up during the 1930s um, because they foresaw the possibility of Germany trying to invade again. Um, and so they built this very elaborate network of fortifications, um, basically a giant wall with cannons and machine guns in it, um, all across the French-German border. And then they went to the low countries and said, hey, we need to build this wall across your territory so the Germans can't invade us. They refused, and so Germany invaded France through the low countries. That's what I thought. That's exactly. What I thought. That's kind of what my thought was, too. <laughs> yeah. Sam, you're amazing. Thanks, buddy. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, uh, thanks again for having me on. Good night. All right. All right. So it's awesome that uh, the question that stumped him was uh, from Carlsbad because uh, that is related to this week's mic drop. Mic drop. Carlsbad elected a new city council member back in 2016. She was a professional surfer and a Democrat. Both were unusual choices for Carlsbad voters. Her name is Corey Schumacher, and last week she resigned. I met with Corey not long after she was elected. I try to meet with every elected official who's serving on a city council. I was really excited to meet her. Carlsbad's an important city. Uh, She seemed to be a rising star in the Democratic Party. She seemed happy to meet with me, and all those things added up to seemingly a good thing. We had coffee, and I talked to her at length about San Diego County gun owners, about our goals and our mission. She was really receptive. She is a gun owner. She owns a Glock, and she confirmed that she has normal capacity magazines for it. She doesn't practice much with it. Uh, she didn't buy it for a hobby or a sport. She bought it for self-defense. She bought it to make sure that she could keep herself and her partner safe from attack. She liked our emphasis on CCWs and self-defense. She liked that we treat the Second Amendment like the civil right that it really truly is and was happy to see how accepting we are of people from all backgrounds. Guess what she didn't like? She, like many elected officials, and I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats, she didn't like talking about guns, at least not publicly. People say politicians only do things to get or stay elected, but what does that really, really mean? Well, this is actually a great example. Corey Schumacher is someone who owns a gun with a normal capacity magazine, like we said, and she owns it because she wants to protect herself, just like all of us. 
She fears for her safety like we all do, and she knows that the most effective tool for self-defense ever invented is a gun. We all know that. We all agree with her. But still, she doesn't want to talk about it. I could not get her to complete our pledge. I couldn't get her to complete our questionnaire. And despite loving the idea that we teach women and the LGBT community how, effective, how to effectively and properly use a firearm, she wouldn't support us. Despite being a woman and a member of the LGBT community who owns a gun for protection, she wouldn't even talk about us. She wouldn't talk about our program. Despite describing Wendy Wheatcroft and her Andy, uh, excuse me, anti-gun mom group as wackos and extremists, those are direct quotes from her, she still wouldn't support us against them. Why? Because she wanted to stay elected and she felt staying away from important issues was the way to do it. Fortunately, Carl DeMaio changed her status. Corey Schumacher filed a false restraining order against someone, and Carl and his team led the way to initiating a recall against her. Now, there were a lot of gun owners that heard about this and helped out, and I appreciate that, but truly the, the, uh, the credit all goes to Carl and his team. He did a fantastic job. Corey resigned last week and rather, rather than face her recall, and that is truly a good thing. Thank you, Carl DeMaio. However, the lesson is, once again, for us. Corey was afraid of the anti-gunners. She wasn't afraid of you, the listeners. After all, she agrees with you. She is a gun owner. Let me repeat that. Corey Schumacher is a gun owner, just like you. She's not as passionate as you are, but who really is? And is that a reason to give up? Absolutely not. That's a reason to work harder. Her lack of passion and every elected official's lack of passion for the Second Amendment is a reason to work harder, not to give up. We have to make politicians afraid of us. They have to fear offending us. They have to fear losing their job and being criticized on the front pages of the Union Tribune because of us. There's one way to do that, and we talk about it week in and week out here on Gun Owners Radio. Get involved. The easiest way to do that is through us, San Diego County Gun Owners or Orange County Gun Owners or Riverside County Gun Owners or San Bernardino County Gun Owners and become a member. We make activism easy, but we can't do it without you and I think that had Corey Schumacher been more afraid of us rather than them, she would have been far more vocal about who she really was and what she really felt on Second Amendment issues. And she's not alone. That is your mic drop. Mic drop. All right, folks. Well, hey, if you're listening on YouTube or on the podcast, do us a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. And share the show with as many friends as possible. And please support all our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, Seal One, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and National Concealed Carry Association. Do us a favor if you, you know, patronize any of these businesses. Thank them for supporting our show. Because without them, it, it would be very difficult to do this. Really, really want to thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, and Brendan Thomas, our digital desperado. Digital our, desperado. Yeah, you like that, huh? And <laughs> I'm getting really creative on these nicknames. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I really, really want to thank our special guest coming in, and hopefully she will just kick some serious butt and make it to the goofy house in Sacramento because somebody needs to clean house and take names. Am I right? Absolutely. How do people get a hold of you? They can go on our website, makecaliforniagoldagain.com, fill out your information, 
yeah, fill out your information. You can receive our emails, but we would love for people to go another step farther. They could donate or they could also be a part of our team. We need people boots on the ground, passing out flyers, making phone calls. We're going to win this state back. Just like I said, penny to a million. Anything that somebody can do that's passionate about saving California and it's not packing up and leaving, it's staying here and saving California. You need to join these groups, San Diego County Gun Owners, Riverside, San Bernardino, Orange. What are we talking about, $10 a month? 10 bucks a month, $100 a year. One you can't buy lunch for $10. No, you cannot. No, you really can't. That's the kind of lunch I eat, Dave. No, I know. I've been, I've, we've had to take care of you. <laughs> but we seriously appreciate it. And, hey, Bob Siegel, I think, is in the house, right? Holy moly, Siegel's in the house. Folks, batting down the hatches. It's going to be a great show. Guys, girls. Thanks a million. And remember, together, we can make it happen. There you go. FM 96.1 AM This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.